Hello everyone and welcome to another IMCO in 5 Minutes. My name is Jonathan Chan and I'm so glad that you can join me today for another IMCO in my Krishna opinion. I know that uh, we scheduled it for tomorrow, but unfortunately uh, a meeting just popped up uh, for me to attend tomorrow, so I've decided to move up our IMCO today. Now, uh, for those of you who cannot join us, or those who are watching this recording on uh on later now you know why that uh, there's no imco tomorrow and uh, and you're just watching the recording but also uh, if you do need to you could watch it again on our website because it will be posted on our youtube channel and so feel free to watch it there as well it'll be archived there but let's just begin with our imco today what are we going to talk about today other than covid other than uh, anti-maskers other than those folks who just want to create trouble and other than the U.S. elections. Well, we will be talking about the next two things that popped up on News 1130 yesterday. Yes, when I was driving and uh, delivering lunch kits yesterday to uh, a school, um, News 1130 brought up two interesting stories. One being uh, a lady who suffers from ME and will now... and this year will proceed through MAID, which I will explain what MAID is. And the other was about Indigenous youth and how Bill C-7 just sends the wrong messages to them. So let me explain. All right, so uh, let's uh, take this image away and put this up. So yes, we are talking about MAID and Bill C-7 because that's what those two articles and those two stories dealt with. So what's MAID, you ask? MAID is an acronym for Medically Assistance in Dying. Medically Assistance in Dying. Oh, wait a minute. That's poor grammar. Medical Assistance in Dying. There you go. And Bill C-7 is related to that. Bill C-7, That's this bill is actually currently de being debated at Parliament Hill. And apparently many communities, uh, including the indigenous communities, are part of this debate with regards to what entails this whole bill. Now, this bill was intended to broaden the scope and broaden the, uh, the parameters so that people who desire to have made can have access to it. And so these two articles relate to this. They're, 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 they talk about these two things. And uh, you wonder, okay, where are those two articles? Well, lucky you. I included those uh, the links to these articles below, uh, and you'll find those two links below either on this Facebook page, Facebook post, I mean, or also on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. So I'll post it there. Now, I also included a third link, and that third link is another article related to the second article. And I thought that that article was better in terms of elaborating the, uh, the details further on what it involved like uh, with regards to the indigenous youth and who was involved and uh, just basically the overall argument that the uh, indigenous chiefs were making okay enough of that let's move on so the first article was about a lady who was suffering from me me i am not going to <laughs> read the acronym because it's man that it was hard to pronounce there it's gonna be hard to pronounce with you. So just go and read the article. ME is just basically the, uh, a further degeneration of fibromyalgia. And uh, if you know what fibromyalgia is, it's pain, living with pain. 
complete pain, like mental pain, physical pain. Basically, people with ME cannot even get up or even brush their teeth or even be motivated to do anything because they're so, they're just living in so much pain. And unfortunately, there's no solution to it. There's no cure for it. Uh, there's only things that you could do as therapy. So for this lady here, she's been going through a lot of therapy that's beyond the orthodox medicine because medicine, there's no medicine to cure her. So she's been using naturopathy. Uh, if that's the way, right way to pronounce it, I, my apologies to all those naturopaths out there. Uh, naturopathy, uh, she's been using physio, just various remedies to just help her ameliorate her pain. And unfortunately, the MSP can only cover $250 per year. So she's been spending way beyond that to uh, help her pain. Now, she's running out of money. And quite a couple of years ago, I believe, she already applied for MAID because she didn't want to die in poverty. She didn't want to die in pain, but more so die in pain coupled with poverty. Think about that. That's a horrible way. That, that there's no dignity in that. And uh, the reason why I say dignity is because my definition of dignity is pretty much this. It's the dignity is the human capacity, the human ability to make a choice, to be able to exercise her human capacity of choosing. For her, she lost her dignity because she said that she was reduced to just this choice, this option made. There was no other way. There was no cure. She's running out of money. There's no support out there. MSP is run out. Uh, the there's no government support whatsoever. And basically she's out, she's out of options. And so her friends started a GoFundMe page just in hopes to extend a little, just to add a few more days to her. And um, why was this intriguing? It's not because of uh, whether maid is right or wrong. Now, just to let you know, I'm not here to talk about whether a maid is right or wrong. Uh, everyone has their own opinion on this. And if you've already been following me for the, for the past IMCOs and all my talks, if you look at, if you listen or watch all my YouTube videos, you can deduce where my position is at. But with regards to made, what is really intriguing about this article was the whole idea of surviving versus living. There's a difference, right? I still remember uh, the, the movie Wally, -E, where the captain uh, yelled at uh, Otto, the robot, saying that, I don't want to survive, I want to live. And uh, we all know what he kind of meant, right? That there's a difference between just merely survival and actually living. And for her, the lady on the uh, article, she sees that there is no way to have her even have a fighting chance to live. It's obviously she can survive, right? Yeah, and she can apply for, you know, whatever subsidies, etc. But does she even have a fighting chance to live, to actually live her life fully? Now, of course, it's not going to be the same as before, before Emmy, but at least she has a fighting chance to live. And she doesn't see that, and nor do I. Um, I think it, like we just don't have that uh, social uh, support system to provide her with that. $250 is not enough, folks. And uh, so she, that was an, an intriguing part, is uh, that uh, the whole idea of survival versus living. Now, the next article, uh, hold on to that idea now. 
Next article was about the indigenous youth. The, the chiefs, several of the chiefs and the, a doctor that uh, provides care for the indigenous youth uh, questioned Bill C-7 because they, they said, uh, and I quote, that it runs contrary to the messaging that they've been trying to communicate to the indigenous youth, that suicide is not an option to solve your problems. Now, you could say, all right, um, we've been we've been there. All of us have been an adolescent once in a while, and you know we've had our challenges. And yes, it does sometimes. Some days, uh, like when we were in our teenage years, we felt like just going, like just end it all, right? But that's not it. There's more to this, okay, folks. Uh, we all know, and I hope you do, that many of the indigenous youth do not have the privilege or the opportunities or the type of environment that nurtures opportunities and to even help them to start at the same place as we start. Here's what I mean. And I'm always often accused of being a socialist, and I'm not. Well, who knows, right? It's just up to you, your definition. But here's what my definition is of socialism. Socialism, okay, yeah, I'm running off a tangent here, but just to explain. Socialism is to guarantee that everyone ends up the same. That's not what I'm propagating here. What I want and what I desire and what I believe is that everyone should have the same starting point, same access to resources, same opportunities, uh, same chances of having that to get those opportunities just to enable everyone to start off well. It's like a race, right? Everybody should start off on the same starting line. No one should be behind. No one should be like 50 yards behind. Um, everyone should be starting on the same line. Now, I'm, I know that like everybody, everybody should start on the same line. Uh, I firmly believe uh, and totally uh, like, uh, believe in this statement that Kat my friend Katrina Chen one time said. She's now the MLA for my writing. Uh, one time she said that uh, and it was really awesome that she said it, that education is the great equalizer. That's why education should be free. I firmly believe that. Education should be free for everyone because everyone should have the equal opportunity to be educated, to have the same starting line. They should all start off well. And unfortunately, many of the indigenous youth do not have the opportunity, do not even have the chance to start off the same way as we do because of whatever, right? Uh, of, of all the challenges that they encounter. Here, for example, for me, I am very privileged. I'm very, you could say, lucky as well. Think about it. I am very lucky to reap the rewards of the choices that my great-grandparents made, my grandparents made, and my parents. Seriously. And also, they were lucky that their choices worked out, right? Like, seriously, uh, it could have went south on their choices as well. So there's a lot to do with luck and timing and how the stars align. Unfortunately, the youth, the, uh, many of the indigenous youth, like uh, the, uh, the chief said, that they do not have that opportunity. I see it too at the social housing complexes. A lot of them do not have the same opportunities due to the fact that out of bad luck, poor timing, or just missteps of choices, 
that the youth have no choice in the matter. And because of this no choice, they don't have the dignity. Again, same as the other article. They do not have the dignity. They lost their dignity. They don't see a possibility of even having life worth fighting for. They just say, if it's just surviving, what's the point of living then? What's the point of continuing on? Suicide is the only choice. And that's what, they were, that's what the indigenous chiefs were saying, is that no, They've been trying to tell the youth that suicide is, n is not the option, that there is more. However, unfortunately, they're saying this Bill C-7 is providing a horrible message, a contrary message to what they've been saying. Because Bill C-7 only provides 90 days, get this, 90 days from the time the person decides to the, to the time made is executed. So you only have 90 days to have counseling, to approach the, uh, the necessary psychiatrists and psychologists, to the necessary medical professionals to determine whether you are suitable. That's not enough time. But then that doesn't matter, the chief says. What matters is, is that, they're that the government is losing focus here. They should actually take into account the disadvantaged youth and the youth at risk in, in, in this whole debate because Bill C-7 could actually be detrimental to the folks that are at risk and, uh, and the youth at risk. Uh, Bill C-7 could be a could be just an easy way out that that allows you to just end it all. Be, what they're trying to say is that no, what the government needs to focus on is to provide the necessary resources, the right resources, a nurturing environment, the right support, the social support, the social structures to provide the support, so that all youth, all youth, regardless whether it's indigenous or even non-indigenous, all youth can have a right starting point, can all start off equally, could have opportunity and see that life is worth fighting for, that life is worth living rather than just surviving. All right, now, here's what I'm trying to say here. Um, I've already touched some of my points, but let me just elaborate on them just to clarify, just to sum up our IMCO today. So three takeaways today. Number one, Folks, uh, as a Christian, how should I respond to this? That's what my takeaway is about, sorry. Uh, yeah, in my Christian opinion, what are the, some three takeaways? Number one, it is so easy for us Christians to say no to things. Uh, I remember I got so much flack for um, the topic that I was discussing with my friend Pat O'Brien on uh, prostitution. I was saying that uh, how it's so easy for us Christians to say no uh, you can't do it without providing the necessary means for them to get out. So here, same thing. It's so easy to tell people, no, made is wrong. Yet, and then we, you know, we provide theological treaties on why you have to be resilient and why you have to keep living. Yet we do not seem to provide a solution. We do not provide support or provide funding or provide uh, the financial assistance for organizations that can provide a nurturing environment, counseling, uh, treatments, therapies, things like that, that will enable that individual to have a fighting chance. Like we tell them, no, you got to keep them fighting on. But then if they don't have the tools, if they're not supported, if not, that they're not provided with a social structure that can provide them with support to have that fighting chance, then what's the point of fighting? 
They won't even ha- they don't have the ability to fight, right? We're trying to give them that choice. We're trying to return their dignity here. And so it's not good enough to just say no. It's not good enough to follow up with a footnote with theological treaties about the image of God or the Ten Commandments or whatever. What's really important is to actually put it into practice, to provide support for these individuals, to give them that chance, right? Let them choose, but at least they have a choice. Let them choose whether they could fight for it or fight to live or, you know, go through made. But at least they have a choice now. First and foremost, for us as a community, as a Christian community, we need to provide the necessary support, the social support that they need so that we can encourage them that say, hey, life is, maybe life is worth fighting for. Maybe there is a potential to live a full life, uh, live life to the fullest, right? Not just to say, no, it's wrong. Number two, we have to enable people to see that their life is worth fighting for by enabling them to look forward and then allow them to choose. See, this is in relation to the second article about the indigenous youth. Again, I already said it, I elaborated a little bit too much already. Uh, I firmly believe that everybody should have the same starting point, should have the equal opportunity, should have the equal uh, access to resources, the equal, uh, uh, the equal playing field right at the get-go. Whatever they can do with it, however they wanna run it, however they wanna live their life with it, they could choose, but at least they start off all the same and not say, there's no hope for me. See, I know, like, uh, I remember there was a term used in, uh, when I was volunteering at the Union Gospel Mission called the spider web. That uh, when somebody's caught in the spider web, no matter how much they struggle, they just keep getting trapped, keep getting tangled up. And uh, just because they're not starting off well, they, just because they do not have the right the the access to resources or opportunities or the or have a nurturing environment if they do though uh i think one of the uh, one of the staff said we're trying to cut that spider web off and just let loosen up the spider webs so that they can move and i think that uh, here in my point number two is something similar to that it's alluding to that is that the in- indigenous youth or whoever it is we need to provide, as a Christian community, we need to be more practical. We need to be able, we need to step up to the plate and be advocates of equalizers. Uh, we have to be, we have to promote and support like Katrina's uh, uh, view of education, that there should, that education should be the great equalizer, that uh, healthcare should be the great equalizer, that um, pharmaceuticals, need to be the great equalizer. Everything that we, that humanity needs should be available for humanity to even make life worth fighting for. Uh, We want, I desire, and I'm sure, I hope you are convinced that everyone should start off well. Everyone should start off at the right foot. Everyone should be starting off equally. Then wherever they go, it's up to them. Uh, the sky's the limit for them. All right. Number three, it's not a yes or a no response to made. Uh, I think that the argument here is completely wrong-headed. If we go on down that trail of saying whether made is right or wrong, it's completely 
yeah, it's not it's not the right conversation to have. The true con- the right conversation to have about made is whether are we merely surviving or are we truly living? Uh, yes, uh, like uh, you know, we Christians we have reasons for living, uh, living to the fullest, and what that looks like. But also, we gotta take a look at that too. Are we really ch- like if we are unable to live to the fullest? Then what is what does a full life really mean? And that's a question for us as a community. But I believe that it's not. It's a, we shouldn't even talk about whether it's a yes or no, right or wrong. It's more about what does it mean to survive and what does it mean to live. Uh, are we merely surviving, like keeping the proverbial plug on, or are we truly giving people the opportunity to challenge life, to give a fighting chance? To be given a fighting chance to live, so that they do have a choice whether to go through made or to fight. Because the reason why they might choose fight is because they have the support they need, the nurturing environment, the resources, and the right care. And when they do have that, you you won't believe you, like this would shock us all. The human spirit is quite strong. Once we are given that fighting chance. We do fight. We do choose that route because that's the human spirit. That's our human spirit. And uh, I'm afraid that there are many times, even as society, like uh, we may not say it, but we tend to just think we just take the easy route out and even apply it and impose it on other people. Anyways, that's it from me. My name is Jonathan Chan. Thank you for joining me on another Imco. If you have any comments or feedback or any questions, please just comment below. Comment below on the YouTube video as well, or just send me an email through our website at www.companyofdisciples.com. Till next time, have a blessed week.